0: And boom
1: goes the dynamite. And boom goes the dynamite. And Good evening and welcome to episode 43 of Boom Goes the Dynamite, the AEW Dynamite review show here. On the PWOM podcast network. I'm Jeffrey with me tonight is Paul Sebastian. Paul, I have to take you to task on something.
0: Oh, wow. We're coming in real hot today. Holy shit. I mean, hi. Uh, I, Hello. How I, are I, you? I, I, because How, you of... been? How are things? We could start with that maybe. Well, we,
1: well, we can, well, we'll get into that too, but uh, <laughs> I, uh, because of your, your Twitter description now, I, I had to find out about who the hell Randy Rainbow was. And <laughs> oh, well, I do. I, I do need am, to
0: apologize for that in that case, yeah.
1: I am... Uh, I am incensed.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I wish I had never known about Randy Rainbow either. And, but...
1: and the worst thing is, is, I still don't even really know what his deal is.
0: So... I mean, now that you brought it up, uh, we're, we're here. I found Randy Rainbow through uh, the great Chapo FYM Twitch stream, at uh, twitch.tv slash Chapo Trap House. Plug a, a good stream. But they, in their travails of finding some of the worst shit on YouTube, uh, came across some of Randy's uh, fun little parody songs. Uh, and so I've known about him for a few months now, and then he kind of blew up, and then people found his old tweets, and, you know, we went around with that whole thing. But, yeah, no, Randy... Does like he does like parody songs like anti-Trump parody songs, um, and the libs really like it, and that's all I really got. I, I oh man, yeah, seems so like rough.
1: he's one of those hashtag resist uh, dopes yes. that will yes, he's like a
0: hashtag resistance guy uh,
1: that will like, not have you know if by by the grace of God that Trump is no longer in power come January twentieth, um, that. Well, somebody who will not have a a grift or career to yeah, that's the fall thing is on.
0: like I, my one of my positives about Joe Biden winning is that like guys like Randy Rainbow won't have anything to do, and that's a good thing for all of us.
1: The Krasensteins will go back to whatever hole they uh,
0: they. I mean, as long as, as long as there's free weights in the hole, I think they'll be fine. <laughs> they are they are short jacked kings. You can say a lot about the Krasensteins, but you can't say that they don't work out.
1: Well, you know, that that may be the least of their issues, honestly. (laughs) No,
0: definitely. Their physique is the least of their worries. They look great. Uh, I will give the Krasensteins that. Uh, As far as their posting goes... Or, or, okay. their
1: or their wife's, quote, their quote-unquote wife's. Yeah, uh, quote-unquote
0: quote. wife posting. That's such yeah. a good... He's making a Twitter account for your wife so you can keep posting is just such a powerful move. Yeah, it's totally, totally not a
1: way to evade a Twitter ban either.
0: No. I absolutely respect it, and I would love to see a wrestler do the same thing if they ever got banned. It's <laughs> like, no, hey, this is My wife.
1: My wife. My wife. <laughs> So, uh, yeah. So, how, how, how are you doing, Paul? Because I had I had a, I had a <laughs> well, hell of a week.
0: <laughs> wait, well, yes, yes, you did. Uh, I don't know how much into that you want to get, but I'm glad everything is well. I'm glad uh, uh, you and your family are all okay.
1: I, I'm going to get into it a little bit. Well, Why don't you tell your story first, or if you I don't really have
0: much of a story. All I did was kind of wait around an extra few days to do this podcast.
1: Okay, well, I, uh, I spent most of uh, my time since uh, last Friday night in a hospital because my son has a condition and uh, it, it, known as the, the Crohn's. He, he's got the Crohn's and um, he had a, a, an issue and uh, he ended up needing to have surgery to remove part of his small intestine. So that was fun.
0: Uh, Yeah, I can only imagine uh, what a great time that is for just everybody involved.
1: Yeah, that was, yeah, it was, it was not, you know, physically nor mentally taxing on anybody in any way, shape, or form. And yes, I'm glad went... it
0: was uh, just an easy thing that everybody just went through with no problems at all, and was yeah, very yeah, yeah. good and cool and normal.
1: Yeah, everything was just sunshine and roses. Uh, the whole. <laughs> week, but on, so... on a
0: serious note, I'm uh, he. Uh, he's uh, recovering well, correct? Yes,
1: he, he's back home. Uh, we we came home uh, Thursday night and uh he's he's still eating you know he's not eating a lot but he's you know eating you know solid food and and you know all that i'd love to hear it so now we can go back to the
0: normal thing of the only person being full of shit on this podcast is me
1: uh yeah pretty much uh um so yeah with that in mind um i it took me until today to watch the uh the, the, the semifinals of the Women's Tag Cup. Um, I just Same for say, me,
0: but just because I was being lazy.
1: Okay, and, and fair enough. Um, I uh, got to say, I think that the wrong teams won in both matches, quite frankly.
0: Yeah, you know, yes and no. Um, I mean, we had to start looking at what this thing was, and it's uh, uh, as a, a part of the uh, the major role of this tournament being plot advancement for the Brandy Alley storyline. Uh, which it did serve to be. Uh, yeah. So I, I'm very well, we'll get into the finals and stuff. Um, Yeah. Big and little swole did a great job, but yeah, I kind of, you kind of knew the nightmare sisters were going to be in the finals. As soon as this thing started. Oh yeah. Uh, Anna Jay and Tainara Conti. Once again, we talked about the inspired uh, pairing there, and the one thing I only really want to talk about in these tournament matches because it was a thirty-minute thing. The matches weren't anything crazy special; they were kind of just more for you know advancing to get to the finals that were you know on the show tonight. But Tay Conti really, really shined again. Yes, she um, did. Was kind of the, the biggest and most shining part of the entire uh, uh, episode, the semifinals there, and she's she's got star written all over her, man.
1: Yeah, and and I really hope that she gets to uh, she she gets to um, you know have more involvement. I I think in the I would product. assume she will.
0: Uh, you know if you're if you're you know anyone involved in the executive uh, team at AEW and you're watching that, how do you not? How do you not? I mean, just like you know we we talk about WWE very little on this podcast, but like if you're WWE, how do you fuck that up? Like how in the world of all the people you're releasing is Tay Conti one of them?
1: Well, you know, uh,
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, is correct. It just I don't understand. Like, she's just so can't miss. She's a blue chip. Uh, she has, you know, a, a big time mixed martial arts background. Uh, she knows her shit. She's got a great look. The ring gear was awesome. Uh, and just she looked awesome with, you know, a, a not very experienced tag team partner and people across the ring who she hadn't really worked with before.
1: Yeah, so either way, so, the, you know, spoiler, the finals uh, that we're going to discuss will be the Nightmare Family, uh, Brandy Rhodes and Allie, versus uh, Ivalice E. Diamante. Um, Which,
0: again, they make a great team. That's one thing. They, do, be they do, they make a great team. Diamante has been great throughout this whole thing, and, you know, we talked about Ivalice's personal stuff a little bit, but she can wrestle.
1: Yeah. Um, real quick, before we get into the meat of the show, I saw... One of the things I did see was a slew of releases from AEW.
0: Well, just three I, that I know of, right?
1: Yeah. Sean Spears not being one of them, which <laughs> boggles the fucking mind to me. But, Sean you know. Spears
0: is a bit of a player coach over there. He's when this was true of him in his NXT run. He's a guy that a lot of guys go to work with and refine their game. Uh, and he's kind of got a reputation for that, so I understand where what he's doing there. Even when he's not on TV or featured a whole lot, he's a guy that people like to work in the ring with, uh, and he's got a reputation for that.
1: But uh, yeah. So, uh fairly well and fuck off to Jimmy Havoc because yeah, yeah. Uh, we kind of figured.
0: I mean, he he went back to Britain shortly after his suspension and then COVID and all that, so he kind of kind of figured he wasn't gonna come back. Uh, so yeah, whatever. Bye.
1: Uh, yeah, yeah. Whatever. Bye. You were. Worthless in this company, mm-hmm. and you're a useless piece of garbage, by all accounts. So, uh, other speaking of pieces of garbage, uh, B Priestley also shown the door.
0: Be previously gone and, uh, you know, whatever. I, I, you know,
1: after legit injuring oh. Britt Baker twice. Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah. I, yeah, she seemed to have not uh, worked out there very well. And then the one that I was a little, uh, the only one that's mildly disappointing is Sadie Gibbs, who, uh, who kind of got a bum deal and uh, uh, threw not a whole lot of fault of her own. Uh, although, according to uh, accounts, uh, she kind of felt, uh, it was kind of mutual with that parting. So, understandable, and uh, Sadie Gibbs, I think, is uh, a very talented and she'll be just fine.
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, not not every situation is going to be right for everybody. I mean, I think that yeah. you know the 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 Kylie Ray thing.
0: Yeah, and we and we still that. don't really know much about that, so I don't really like to even because I don't really know what well, happened Kylie there. Rae's All I know gonna... is that Kylie Ray is one of the best in the business, and she's yeah. just fine anyway.
1: Well, I, from what I understand, Kylie Ray. From what limited I've read from her, she was just like, Yeah, you know what? I don't want to talk about this. It wasn't yeah. as, it wasn't this horrible thing that everything makes it out to be. Maybe just sure. it, it wasn't right for, you know, it's just yeah. one of those hey, things. if you they... don't
0: like working at a place, go work somewhere else if you can. And like Kylie Ray doesn't, she's really truly one of the few wrestlers who doesn't need a promotion, who can be a star anywhere she goes on any promotion she's in, any show she's on. Uh, you know, some, there, there are some, you know, independent wrestlers out there that truly don't need the, the backing. She's one of them.
1: Right. Well, then, and then also, um, let's talk about this, uh, that cause they announced this, uh, yesterday, actually, I think it was, maybe it was Thursday that they announced it and and it started yesterday. Um, uh, the next episode of dynamite, uh, which will, by the way, also be late, Yes, that's going to be a
0: Thursday episode. Programming notes there.
1: Yeah, I don't know if we're actually going to record on Thursday.
0: Well, we'll we'll, we'll talk about that. We'll figure that out. Yeah,
1: we'll figure it out. It, It may not be until around this time next week that we have... The next uh, episode of uh, that's a a tease. Make sure you uh, subscribe, folks,
0: and keep it in your feed and get your notifications and follow us on Twitter to make sure you get all of the updates on Boom Goes the Dynamite.
1: So, uh, with with that in mind, um, inspired by ironically the Warrior Wrestling Show that was uh, a couple weeks ago, yeah. um, Tony Khan is has allowed uh, ten to fifteen percent capacity seating. Folks,
0: we got to reopen the economy. We got to reopen uh,
1: at Deli's place for next episode of dynamite.
0: Bring it um, back. Well, um, not none of these, like the, I think the ones for the next, like the, the shows for the next couple of months are, they're, they're still taping. I know tickets are going on sale for, is it the show, the show at the end of August? Is that the one that they're actually bringing fans in for this Thursday one or no? Yeah.
1: Yeah. That's the one that they're bringing. Fans oh, they're
0: in. actually bringing fans in for this one. Okay. Yes, yeah. Okay, wow, 10,
1: ten to 15% capacity. Um, ah, okay. Now, okay. Now, I know there's a controversy. Well, there's a couple of controversies, of course. Number one, well, there's a controversy about the reselling because apparently they are trying to make it very strict, uh, you know, the, and you can't break the pods. Well, of course, resellers are going to do that. Now, to their credit, when it became apparent, they clamped down on it rather quickly. They but, did. But they but... could have also <laughs> made them not resellable to begin with.
0: Yeah. And, and it's, when you're doing all digital tickets anyway, I don't see how that's a problem to just say no resale. Right. I feel like that's a pretty simple thing to do if it has to be, you know, tied to an email address anyway. Right. Yeah.
1: And especially since they're running out of their own venue, they could, they could handle the, the, you know,
0: I, you would think so. And I, I, I credit where it's due again to them, you know, noticing and, uh, you know, trying to put the kibosh on it quick. But yeah, I mean, it just shows that the set of challenges and the multiple sets of challenges you have trying to run these shows with, even with limited capacities during a pandemic, especially in Florida, where obviously the case rate for COVID is extremely high. Well, yeah, uh, I mean, even in a country that's not doing well, handling COVID Florida is an especially standout state. Uh, so I'm not super into it. I don't think it's the best of ideas. Yeah. Um, you know, now, fans want to come back and the limited capacity thing is fine. If they can get rid of the resale, also cool. I still just don't think it's a great idea.
1: Yeah, and that's what I was going to get to as well, is that, yeah, the, uh, the, you know, the Warrior Wrestling thing, it was a success. I mean, I, I didn't watch it, and I didn't intend, but the, um, the setup of it was, you know, it looked actually looked pretty good.
0: Yeah, no, the setup was good. Um, The people in attendance all said they felt good. They felt safe. They felt like it was uh, well, well executed. But, you know, not a lot of venues have an entire football stadium, football field at their disposal. The thing is, though, AEW does. Why yes, don't they just they put do. it on the damn football field then?
1: Yeah, exactly. the I same mean, way then. Put it on the they football should.
0: field. Yeah, I think they should. And they could charge whatever they wanted for. People would love to be on the Jaguars field for this shit. I'm guessing the NFL probably would have some things about, you know, putting people sitting down on the field or whatever. Who knows? I don't know. If the NFL has a say in that, uh, it's NFL, not like the Jaguars they, be they, playing there. so yeah,
1: the, the, the NFL may not have a season. So, I mean, they can maybe set the fuck down on that. Right. And but, you know, know, any
0: revenue opportunities you'd think they want to jump on if they can, you know, use their stadiums and alternate methods, including yeah. the Jags.
1: But again, as, you know, as you pointed out, you know, uh, Florida is also one of the COVID hot spots of the universe. So, yes. you know.
0: Yeah, yes. It's, it's pretty bad there. So, I mean, if you're going to the show. If you're attending, uh, please stay safe. If you know you want to tell us what you think about that, definitely uh, hit us up on Twitter, let us know what your thoughts are or if you're going to attend or if you would attend. Uh, for me personally, uh, I'm content to continuing to watch wrestling on television for the duration.
1: Yeah, I I not I mean and in fact, Warrior sent an email today uh yeah, announcing yeah. Th- three show, the, three, the shows three shows in series. Three shows in successive weekends. Uh, good luck to y'all. I will not be there.
0: Nope. And, you know, I'm, I'm away from Chicago now, so definitely no chance for me. But, yeah, even were I still in Chicago, I would set these out. And if you want to watch them on flight or, you know, you think you're safe going, hey, man, do what you got to do, right?
1: Yeah, watching on flights, you know, a, a different story. And Absolutely. You know, apparently, you know, this – and I know you had a big day of – of of the grabs because, uh, you know, BLP and, and
0: GC- I tried to watch and... as much as I could. But, you know, I was had, to, you know, with that and with Dynamite today. But, yes, it was a big day for independent wrestling as well as a big day for AEW Dynamite. Uh, yeah. And for the, for the WWE fans, there's an NXT takeover featuring a punter.
1: Yeah, a real d-bag of a punter at that <laughs> I, I don't mind telling you, because uh, yeah, he used to He's be a barstool guy. Yeah, used to be in the city I lived in for for years. He's and, uh, yeah, and somehow Man. and somehow he conned the city of Indianapolis into saying that he he, he was some uh, really great, thinking that he was some really great dude, even though he uh, you know he, the first time he got in the news was because he uh, he dove into the Broad Ripple Canal. <laughs>
0: Oh, oh yeah. Man. Wasn't that the one that um didn't Mike Vanderjack have a thing with him or something? Like I know him Van- and Mike Vanderjagt I, I, like a...
1: I know Mike Vanderjack had a thing with Peyton Manning for a few
0: minutes. Yeah, yeah. I remember Mike Vander. I remember Peyton Manning calling Mike Vanderjack an idiot who got all liquored up, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. For for, for making a very good point about Peyton Manning. <laughs> yeah, that. just
0: all just everyone bad all around basically. Yeah. Football well, players, what are you gonna
1: but you know, uh yeah, the the whole Barstool thing. Yeah. Barstool, you know what? Barstool. You know what, I, oh, I, I you know what? It yeah. Yeah, Dave Portnoy still right?
0: sucks. Yeah, I'll say that, it. I don't care. That shit sucks. It's yeah. bad.
1: Yeah, it, it, and it's awful programming.
0: It, it's yeah, it's a bad website with bad, bad content. Yeah, their shit sucks. Their their boss sucks. And the people that draw their paychecks from them suck. And I'm Dave, totally okay with all that.
1: Yeah, and Dave Portnoy can gargle them as far as I'm concerned.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely.
1: So, One and, ball,
0: everyone knows the rules.
1: And with that, we go quasi-live to...
0: <laughs> Daily's place
1: in Jacksonville, Florida for episode forty-three of AEW Dynamite. Your hosts, Jim Ross, Tony Schiavone, and Taz, and we go right in to the first match of the evening. FTR with Tully Blanchard.
0: This was good uh, doing Party. the no entrance thing. I think
1: um, several of the matches did the no entrance thing. And I,
0: you know, when you're when you're preempted by uh, basketball, and you know that like you're trying to draw in the professional sports watching audience. Uh, from that playoff game, getting straight to the action is the way to go. I thought this was a smart move. This whole show. Damn it, we'll talk I thought about
1: the, it, I thought the Pacers had a chance for a second there, too.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I only had it on for a moment there. Uh, being from Southeast Michigan, watching the Pacers lose is totally fine by me. But, you know. <laughs> eh, he <is. laughs> hey, it's just its that's going to be in my bones forever.
1: <laughs> so, anyway, uh, yeah, this was a really fun match, too. Um, yeah, absolutely. Uh, I, mean, I don't have any specific comments um i'm surprised that even with tully blanchard there this was a clean match
0: well there was one little instance of uh that that big plancha over the top row right but that's Tully that totally uh, kind of pulled dax out of the way there yeah but that's that not, was like the one but it was it ended up being uh a consequential to the match because it isolated mark quinn for the shatter machine so it, it was a difference maker
1: or whatever they're calling it they call it uh, No,
0: they call it the, I think the Goodnight express. Is yeah. What Goodnight express. It. Yeah. Which is kind of fun. That's kind of a fun name. Yeah, it is. That's all right. But, um, no, but yeah, this, FTR, this was our, fun... yeah, go ahead. Yeah. yeah. Uh, FTR is great. Pri- Private party is great. Uh, clash of styles, not a, you know, yeah. Spot wise. It wasn't like a bunch of big spots, but it told the good, had a good narrative to it. Uh, FTR gets the big win and cash wheelers. freaking Jack, dude. He's huge. He is. He's looking juicy.
1: <clears> him <throat> yeah uh, <laughs> so yeah that was a that was a really fun opener I, I mean again i don't have any specific notes on this one really but yeah that was just a fun opening match and absolutely uh, it was a good way to start the show uh yeah, we, we say yeah We then transition into straight into a pre-tape promo with uh with uh, your aew world champion he, john he is Mosley. definitely my champion and uh yeah that was that was a good promo
0: we do this every week. He cuts an awesome promo every week, and then we spend five minutes talking about how awesome it is. Yeah, um, indeed, yeah. He just continues to do this. And this, keeping in with the no entrance, with the uh, uh, the bunch of multiple-man matches, uh, this promo, a couple other promos we'll talk about, this show had a very like Memphis, early 80s feel to it. Uh, very old school kind of angles kind of presentation. This promo felt very old school. It like hit all those beats that you would want to make sure to hit in you know a wrestling promo. Put over your opponent, talk about how good they are, but get a little personal, but you know, also make sure you talk about how you're the like it just it just hits all these beats. Yeah. And like cliche but in the right way cliche. Make well it sense? was
1: yeah it was good because you know the way that Mox went about doing it was he 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 first you know, he, he said that, you know, MJF talks about himself a lot. And then, you know, he he, he, he almost skirted into that himself. But then yeah. turned it around and then went back to, to MJF and saying, yeah, you know what? I really hope you are the face of this company for the next 25 years. Because I hope this company lasts 25 years. And I know I ain't going to be that Yeah, guy yeah. Cause... That was an
0: interesting line when he said, the way I wake up and feel every morning, I don't know if I'll make it another 18 months. Yeah which was an interesting little uh, wrinkle to throw it in is. there. But I, mean, yeah, uh, I I like grizzled vet mocks.
1: It, it, it's great, and you know, for for all the, the the complaints about, well, I mean, mostly by MJF, uh, that he, you know, he he he's trying to be a, a clone of you know ninety ninety seven ninety eight so called Steve Austin. I, I think it's maybe really just in the way he presents himself, and not necessarily his promo style. You know?
0: Oh yeah, no, his promo style is completely different. Yeah, yeah and,
1: especially since again he did mox does not rely on catchphrases
0: no no not really like
1: like when he said when he made the line in uh, at double or uh, at the original double or nothing about the paradigm shift that could have been his catchphrase and it wasn't
0: right. well i mean you know using it as a finishing move name kind of makes sense too. I thought that was uh, yeah. and that's well done. And now we're going to talk Death, about that too. Even though
1: Death Rider is a much better
0: name. Death Rider's better name. Yeah, yeah. Did we you, we did you our see our, our stance on Death Rider is well documented at this podcast.
1: Did you see the thing where it seems like uh it, it seems that uh the Death Rider uh, he did an interview, I think maybe with with Melts. Um where he said that the Death Rider name came from a leather jacket he saw at a Goodwill, and he said he had to get it.
0: Oh, that rules. And I did not hear that, but I love it. I mean, and that's, it, you that know. It doesn't surprise me a whole lot.
1: Yeah, we was on some, so it, it became that, and yeah. <laughs> that's
0: and fantastic. Now,
1: and, and, and now Shooter has one, so, wonderful.
0: Wonderful. Well, I'm glad that they got their jackets and their nicknames, because yeah. it rules.
1: Uh, so, yeah, so let's go to the flip side of that promo, and we go to, uh, when we come back from commercial, uh, an MJF promo.
0: Maxwell Jacob Friedman yes. uh, opens up with uh, my biggest oof moment of the night when he called Castro a murderous dictator along with Napoleon and Genghis Khan. Very interesting uh, group of people to, to lump in together. Yeah, uh, it was weird. He called them homicidal maniacs, right? He was like, uh, they're all homicidal maniacs. And that's what you're like, I guess. I didn't that that didn't really land with me the whole they tried to make it a politics thing but the way everyone was standing it kind of looked like something from the fucking purge I don't know the whole thing was weird to me Uh, the promo didn't land it had MJF is talented I don't think this is done correctly
1: no I I, this whole angle sucks I'm sorry we talked about this
0: last week so I don't want to say I don't want to rehash it but like I they could have Done like basically the same thing, but had MJF kind of tell his story in the ring more versus just these promo segments, and I think it would have connected a lot stronger. But I think they're leaning way too heavily into this like political campaign thing, and it just yeah, it's fine to do one time, but doing it every week makes it get old real quick. Uh, and,
1: and it has, and now we have the the contract to ban you know the paradigm shift.
0: And I will, I'm gonna give credit to the guy who played the lawyer on this. He did a good job. It was like pretty good acting uh the guy who played mjf's lawyer says i have a contract because we got five million signatures very funny uh, inflated number yeah uh, well
1: yeah but plus they they legit use change.org
0: right but i'm sure they're lying about how many even close well to yeah of
1: course they are but i i just think that using change.org for this was just I mean, have you seen
0: some? This is like this isn't even like the 500th weirdest uh, petition on well, Change.org. I get, well, point. I
1: get that, but you know, it, it just seems like something that Change.org really, is where
0: they tried to recut uh, uh, Last Jedi without women in it, right?
1: Yeah, exactly. I mean, Change.org
0: has already been like bastardized, so I'm not going to give them like blame them for doing something like a million people have already done. You know? Well,
1: yeah, but I mean, it's still you know, it, it's still shit.
0: Yeah, yeah, you know,
1: like, <laughs> I mean, like,
0: but it's again, it's like, it's not like they're the only ones that shits that, you know, what, what are, what are, what are the petitions going to fucking do anyway?
1: Yeah. Yeah. You're, you're probably, we, we love to
0: try point. to petition our way out of everything in this, in this country.
1: Yeah. And it never works. So.
0: No, it really doesn't. How are all those petitions working out now? How are they going for us?
1: Yeah. Well, anyway, you know what? This <laughs> angle fucking sucks and I'm really, yeah, fucking, it, I, I'm I, really you know, fucking wanna, done with it.
0: I want to like it. I want to like it. Um, and I think there's – it's not Moxley's fault, and I don't even necessarily think it's MJF's fault. I think this is on creative and how they're presenting all of this, and I think there's just a better way to do it. And I hope that they get a handle on it before the match and give me like a week of something good before we uh, uh, get to that uh, title match.
1: I mean yeah, I mean I I I already want Mox to beat the shit out of MJF because these promos fucking suck and I'm I'm over it, you know? I just want to move past this shit. Yeah, I mean, well ma- ma- uh, maybe I'm it's sure worked but it. not in the way that they hoped it would. So
0: and, yeah, and, uh, I, will, I will say I didn't notice until the main event that the MJF 2020 signs were taped up all around the ring, too.
1: Oh, yeah, you didn't notice when, uh, well, it was in, not uh, until the main
0: event. I was like, oh,
1: in the third match, uh, one of the Bucks takes a bunch of them out, you know, just incidentally, you know, from
0: Yeah, um, I had some paying attention issues from bell to bell during this one. So <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> moving on just for the whole show, I had some bell to bell attention span issues.
1: Moving on our second match of the evening. Jurassic Express, uh, Luchasaurus, Jungle Boy with Marco Stunt, and The Natural Nightmares, QT Marshall and Dustin Rhodes, versus The Butcher, The Blade, Ray Phoenix, and one of my top three wrestlers in the entire damn world, Pentagon Jr. Um, Hmm. This was a fun little spot fest. Uh, Yeah, yeah. Just had a
0: lot going on. It was uh, very busy.
1: There was a lot of, of good Pentagon moments. I was really hoping for a Pentagon, you know, some more Pentagon versus Luchasaurus action. I think that would have been awesome.
0: Yeah, and I think we'll probably get more of that in the future. And in fact, it
1: seems like you know, I, I I think maybe in the later seasons of Lucha Underground that we had some of that. But I <laughs> oh, could that's be true. wrong.
0: Yeah, probably in season three or four. Where well, next month when I when the when the stream comes back and I get back on Twitch, uh, we're gonna return to Lucha Underground, the Lucha Underground Mondays, where we watch Lucha Underground on Mondays, and we'll find out. So uh, if you're listening, make sure to follow me at twitch.tv slash thickflare so we can watch Lucha Underground in a couple weeks.
1: Uh, of course, the ending came because uh, the Blade wanted to fuck up, um, wanted to fuck up the fear factor. And, yeah, uh, yeah. And Pentagon was not having that shit. So you know, yeah, the Pentagon
0: blade... does the little, sh- they do a little couple of shovies
1: Yep, and you know, Jungle Boy rolls up uh, the blade, and uh, you know, things are about to kick off between the Lucha Bros and uh, the Butcher and the Blade. And who who comes to unify? Everybody. Who comes? Eddie fucking Kingston.
0: Oh yeah, oh yeah. He's got the AEW T shirt half off. He's got the rosary. He's got the fire and the passion. And uh, he is uh, not happy with his home with his homie's performance, and he takes everyone to task individually. Yeah, very fun stuff there. So he individually tells everybody why they're good, but what their fucking problem is. That's right. <laughs> which because, I thought was very because good. this is
1: Eddie Kingston, and that's yep, what he, he does. he tell
0: he tells Andy he should be a big badass bruiser. Uh, he should be kicking the shit out of everybody. He tells Pentagon that uh, he's one of the baddest in the absolute in the entire world. He uh, tells a Blade, uh, "We've been up and down the road. We paid our dues." Uh, and he tells Phoenix that uh, you are the best and you have no excuses. Essentially.
1: Yeah. Uh, I. I it, yeah, I mean, it, it, this is how we're going to transition out of uh, El Triángulo del Muerte, which <sighs> sucks because... Yeah, it we, was... we can, let's
0: take a quick moment. Take a quick moment of silence for Death <sighs> Triangle.
1: Boring, boring one. In. It on Pac's birthday, too.
0: Yes, and I, this morning, uh, AEW worked everybody by saying, Happy birthday to Death Triangle member Pac. <laughs> Uh, knowing that they're going to kill Death Triangle uh, today. So, I mean, rip to Death Triangle, but I'm different.
1: Well, l- l- let's face it, COVID killed Death Triangle.
0: COVID did sort of kill Death Triangle, and Which we hope like- Pack gets back. And here's the thing, like, and I, they know this. They don't. They know that Pac doesn't need a faction, that this was a luxury, and it would have been very cool to see Death Triangle, uh, you know, move a little further, because I loved that grouping. I thought it was very cool. But, you know, Pac doesn't need anybody. He's a star.
1: Yeah, he, he, well, Pentagon, you know, what, all three of them are stars. You know what? Yeah, stars, so, Well, you know, Pentagon's one of the best in
0: the world, but Pentagon, obvi- I think Pentagon wants to work with his brother. I think what it comes down to is he likes being in the Lucha Brothers.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think you you can him. tell he does.
0: Yeah. I think it works for him. He's happy doing it. And uh, hey, putting Eddie Kingston with these guys, uh, this is a, this is a faction, man. This is a, a hell of a grouping. Uh, a lot can be done here. Uh, I'm glad we have something to feature the Butcher and the Blade in this. Uh, this is really fun. I'm very excited to see where this goes.
1: Uh, one last thing about this match before we transition out. Uh, shout out to Andy Williams for that tribute to Great Muda before hitting Shining Wizard. I thought I was uh, <laughs> I I, I kind of popped for that. So
0: yeah, Andy's in Fuego. There's a new new every time I die album coming out soon. Big things in house in store for Andy.
1: We move on to a pre-tape promo with Doctor Britt Baker, DMD, and Rebel or Reba, whatever they're calling here. And for God's sake, Penelope Ford and Kip Sabian. And uh, they, they all have um, kind of allied themselves against uh, Big Swole here.
0: I really liked uh, Penelope's athleisure outfit. I will uh, say yeah, that. Yeah, that
1: was... Very uh, nice. You know what? I never heard that word until earlier this morning.
0: <laughs> well, I'm glad to bring it back into your lexicon. Yes,
1: thanks. <laughs> Jesus yeah, Christ.
0: And just... Kip Sabian is so good at just looking like an absolute fuckboy. He needs to be completely commended for it. Like, he's just very he, he, skilled at, at fuckboy presentation. He, he,
1: yeah, that, that's his whole shtick. He's a fuckboy who gets punched, who gets jacked in the mouth. That's And it's,
0: it's great every time. It'll never not be fun for me. So what, keep watching it up, him Kip. getting
1: Watching him getting jacked in the mouth?
0: Yeah, I like watching Kip Sabian get his ass kicked anytime. I'm super okay with it.
1: That's about the only thing he's good at is getting but his but ass kicked. But
0: he's great at it, is the thing. He's not just good. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah,
1: he's, he's yeah, truly he, top notch. He he sucks at everything else, but he's
0: top notch. at just being a shithead. And you know what? Wrestling needs that. It's important. You need Kip Sabians uh, to have a wrestling show. We just all have to accept that. So, you know, uh, uh, good for him. And yeah, Britt Baker sa- decides that she's going to make this a three on one handicap because she just decides match stipulations now. <laughs> yeah, uh, somehow. Okay. Um, also, she's going <laughs> to offer free dental care. Uh, which should have been just covered. AEW should already provide that. Uh, they should already have dental. Yeah, that's but. right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> come
1: on, Tony Khan. Holla, come on. What, what, what's, your, uh, what's your medical plan here?
0: Medical, I think, dental, life insurance? I think, I think my, my very good friend, Big Swole, is yeah. being very treated unfairly by uh, the, the industry that is providing health care to people uh, for nefarious means. If we had universal health care, Big Swole would not be facing a three-on-one handicap match And everything would be equal. We'd have uh, wrestling matches for all. We'd have health care. We'd have dental. And we'd have eyeglasses.
1: Please tell me that was supposed to be Bernie Sanders. Thank
0: you. No, that was was Bernie. He was just here. He just took off, though. He had something else to
1: do. (laughs) Shit. We then go into the ring with Tony Schiavone. uh, Orange Cassidy and Dustin and Greg. And they don't get a single word in because this outcomes is, the, uh,
0: is that before we get into the promo, was that they've already played the new Orange Cassidy music before, right? That yes, they the, have. Yeah, yeah, yes, I thought. So. But yeah, um, it's interesting. Um, you know, they should just license Jane, but yeah, I guess yeah. we get that music.
1: Uh, and, uh but they don't get to say a fucking thing because outcomes Chris Jericho. Standing With a at standing fresh at the, that jacket, my god!
0: <laughs> it was something. It was something. I was, uh, uh I, I was, I was digging the jacket. I gotta be real. It I, was cool. I,
1: yeah, I, I had, and I have a note here is that because Chris Jericho was standing at, at, you know, at the ra- top of the ramp, while, yeah. you know, the best friends in Orange Cassidy were in the ring.
0: Now he social distances. Yeah. He <laughs> should get a sequin mask. <laughs> Once and then he'll like, lose the mask, but the mask was thirty five hundred dollars. <laughs> Uh, It's right there for him.
1: We had a... Well, speaking of right there for him, we, we've made uh, some jokes about mimosas uh, all throughout this uh, feud because of the, the bubbly and the orange juice. And now...
0: Turns out we weren't the only ones thinking about it's it. It's
1: become a match.
0: <laughs> it has become a match. We have 80 gallons of orange juice versus... How many did he say? Like 500 cases of champagne? It's <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> too much booze. That's way too much oh booze. Oh, my God. I just want... Everyone to know that that's way too much blues, you know, but
1: you know for some reason, this the, that whole thing reminded me of do you, do you remember the old MTV sketch comedy show the state?
0: a little bit. yeah. do you,
1: do you remember the, the, the do you remember the 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 recurring sketch about uh, about uh, one hundred and forty dollars worth of pudding? <laughs>
0: I uh, know that, that one. S- I don't stick their
1: asses into one hundred and forty dollars with a pudding. Oh, God, <laughs> <laughs>
0: that just sounds like a Chris Jericho bit, too. It
1: does. Yeah. But it predates Chris Jericho by like three years. So.
0: <laughs> but yeah, so we're going to get the uh, Mimosa Mayhem match.
1: Yes. At-
0: is what they're calling that.
1: Yep, and uh, then they went ahead and ruined it by having the Inner Circle beat down everybody, and it, just, Look, it, it prolonged the so, show.
0: So, you know, we, one thing we diverge on a little bit here is deathmatch wrestling, right? Um, you know, you're not a big deathmatch viewing guy, and I'm pretty okay with watching deathmatches. Well, you know, There's I, a lot I, I can handle. Well, I, I uh,
1: used I, to be able to watch deathmatches. I think it was the fact that I had kids and all that. Now I'm like, understandable. you know, yeah, 50, and, we all have and now I'm like, and, you know, just like, now I can't handle it, you know?
0: Right. And that makes perfect sense. And, you know, whether your reasons for wanting to watch it or not wanting to watch it, totally valid either way. Um, and, you know, I can handle a lot. I can watch some pretty brutal shit. Fucking waterboarding somebody on TV is a little beyond the pale for me, man. Yeah, uh, yeah. I'm not, I was not cool with watching Orange Cassidy get fucking uh, uh, enhanced interrogation technique by some cheap champagne.
1: Yeah. So,
0: yeah Very Zero Dark Thirty. Not into it. Uh, no, so that was a little that. weird and probably a little much. And like, we didn't have to do that. But uh, hey, we're going to get Jericho Cassidy 3, Mimosa Mayhem. That I'm into. I think it's a very funny gimmick. Uh, you know, someone's getting thrown into a pool of, uh, of orange juice.
1: That's right. Because it has
0: to happen. And uh, I mean, if you're
1: there, it's great. You know, we, we were yeah, no, it's
0: yeah, I mean, someone's we, we, going into the juice.
1: Like, we were, we were watching, uh, well, Honey and I were watching a show. Uh, The other night, and it it was like, you know, uh, ultra rich folk having a party. And of course, there's a huge pool there and there's a bunch of conflict happening. It was like. There's a rule that somebody has to enter. It has to be thrown into the damn pool. It's 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 like in wrestling. If there's a body of water in wrestling, somebody has to end up in it.
0: Correct. Yeah, it's the the Chekhov theory. Chekhov's yeah. mimosas.
1: And they well, but unfortunately, could you they... imagine
0: Chekhov's mimosas? Just everyone on the star on the Enterprise crew just getting lit at brunch. They just go into the holodeck. They just go into uh, the holodeck Chekhov. and uh,
1: wrong Chekhov, like, but yes. Oh, whatever.
0: <laughs> they go into the holodeck. I don't care. They're in the holodeck. And uh, they manifest like a gentrified brunch restaurant in Logan Square that Lori Lightfoot (laughs) is keeping open for some reason. And, uh, you know, they all have uh, some overpriced mimosas made with uh, cheap Chris Jericho champagne. I appreciate that I you they, didn't, they uh, all go to try to have fun at the beach and get kicked off.
1: I appreciate that you didn't say Hoffman Estates. I really do.
0: <laughs> I did not say Hoffman Estates. No, are they? I mean, I I feel like all the coolest, you know, brunch places are like in the North Side neighborhoods. like yeah, or, probably. You know, they're in a River. They're in River North. They're just using the holodeck oh to manifest River North. <laughs> Wicker,
1: Wicker Park. <laughs> oh god.
0: <laughs> Some real local humor for you listeners That's out there. That's right. Uh, <laughs> we're like the electric company. way. we're week. the only podcasters that don't talk about Brooklyn. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ever, <laughs> our guarantee as a truly Midwestern podcast.
1: Uh, you know what? Uh, the only thing I'm gonna say about Brooklyn is one of these days I do need to get out to uh, to DeFaras before uh, that guy dies you know, for for wow. his pizzas.
0: Anyway, I didn't really get a chance to do, to do Brooklyn when uh I was there for Mania weekend. We spent most of our time in Manhattan. So Yeah,
1: yeah, we were between Manhattan, Queens and uh, Jersey City, so yeah. I, same,
0: yeah, yeah. We were I mean, we were at a lot of the same shows that weekend too, I think.
1: Uh, I think we were, but anyway, moving in. Oh, so anyway, so the the point is that 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 show we were watching, yeah, nobody ended up in the pool. So all we did the rest of this ep- that episode of the show is that my honey and I just made jokes about Dynasty because we know that in Dynasty somebody would have ended up in the fucking pool.
0: Someone would have ended up. I mean, that's good. It's t- good storytelling. It's good TV. You got to do it, bitch. You,
1: you know, got to do it. Something like that. You know, <laughs> <laughs> Joe Collins and uh, Linda. Oh fuck, what was her name? Linda.
0: You, you know, got me like, this one. You know who I'm talking bit. about, right? Yeah, I'm just a millennial. I don't remember that the, shit. The, 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 if, the, if one me, the one who I'm married a, I'm Yanni. a millennial leftist. I only know about the. I only know about the Sopranos. Don't you know that? Okay, <laughs> all right. Fine. Millennials only know how to uh, watch Sopranos, eat avocado toast, and lie,
1: <laughs> and eat hot shit. <laughs> eat hot shit. Our third match of the evening. Speaking of uh, idiot millennials, uh, Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks versus. Dark order, you. dark orders three, four, and five. Uh, John Silver, Alex Reynolds, and Alan Angels. Did I get those names right? I think I, I did. I believe you. Did. I think I, I did. Finally. Did. Wow. Um.
0: Wow. I guess I, you joined Dark Order now. You're in Dark Order. That's I how it am. works.
1: I know their names now. Uh, my, my. The first comment I have here is, oh my God, Kenny's cupping marks.
0: Uh, yes, he did some hardcore cupping over my the last. My God, few that's
1: days. like Yuji Nagata would be. Uh, he is cupped up.
0: Yes, he's, Ooh, uh, he's he's really bringing those toxins out to the front, uh, uh, drawing <laughs> One, of them, stuff one of them
1: looked redder than the others; like it was like a, like a fresh wound or something. Like, oh my that's god, just, that's where
0: all that bad energy was. He's just getting <laughs> his chakras aligned, bro.
1: Um, the the only real—I mean, this is just—you know—it was another Young Bucks Kenny Omega spot fest. The the one so, thing I will say is that. That stunner into a German suplex combo. Holy shit. I love that. Very
0: cool. Very, very cool. The one thing, you know, and I've talked about like, you know, my thoughts on young bucks matches and like the good part about them, the criticism I'll give and the things about young bucks matches that I think people get a little sick of is matches like this, where when things are kind of busy like this, everything has to be like really well arranged and the spots that they do look too arranged. Does that make sense? Like, oh, just yeah. things that, oh, and, I'm, and I'm not being on, like, you know, I don't think all wrestling has to look real or whatever. I, you know, I'm okay with the performative aspect of all that stuff, but when you do it too often and just, you can tell like, things are being deliberately set up by their opponents to make the spot work, it does kind of take the, uh, the disbelief out of your viewing experience bell to bell a little bit. And this match kind of did that in a couple spots a little too much for my taste, uh, but the end was fun.
1: It was, it was. Um, and then, uh, yeah, Kenny Omega goes apeshit on Dark someone again. Dark Path Kenny.
0: The, dar- the, the impending, looming darkness of Kenneth Omega. Uh, he wants to try to one-wing angel uh, one of the Dark Order guys through a chair, and the uh, the Young Bucks won't let him, and he gets all mad about it, and off they go.
1: Yeah, so, yeah. So t- things t- get
0: a little, so yeah, Kenny's... Kenny's frustrations with uh with his tag team situation and with just uh, external factors in his life, uh starting to really get to him.
1: What external factors? Uh,
0: I don't know, just he's mad at the Young Bucks. He's got the tag team stuff going on, no one's letting him have any fun. Uh he's losing stuff. I don't know.
1: Sit down and play some video They'll... games, motherfucker. Just... <laughs>
0: <laughs> I mean, sometimes you gotta find your center, man. I that's what I do. I'll just game. Like if I need to chill, I'll just game. Yeah. He knows, he can do it.
1: I got you. Yeah, I read comics, you know.
0: Just get on there, get yelled at by, and get called slurs by a twelve-year-old. Everyone will feel better.
1: <laughs> when we were in the hospital, uh, my my son got all excited because we found like a uh, an Xbox One on wheels, and it had FIFA twenty on it. And he was
0: oh fantastic. Uh,
1: yeah. Oh, oh until um, no, it's offline. We don't allow you to be on the internet on this device, and you cannot sign into personal accounts. So he was like, "Fuck."
0: That's well I mean that's for the best although you don't want the, you don't want you know kids in a hospital's blood pressure getting elevated to those kind of levels well, so yeah, that's probably and, smart. And,
1: and, well yeah and I'm sure they don't want you know on the in the in the pediatric wing of the hospital they don't want the Xbox 360 to have oh, you know not oh, no, you know, GTA online on there either so <laughs> Moving on we go to and the a promo backstage with Alex Marvez with FTR and Tully blanchard um this was some standard shit until adam page showed up and then after that
0: great shirt on adam page holy shit what What an absolute hunk that man is like my goodness great real hunk status
1: but uh the rest of that promo just dragged after this i'm sorry
0: yeah, I mean they're trying to get to a thing, and it's fine. Like I think, yeah, I, I feel like uh, like FTR sort of lost the thread a little late in the promo, and like had to kind of find their find their way back on track. They did a serviceable job, and it's one of those things where you know you don't they don't script their promos strictly in AEW, so once in a while shit like this happens. It's wrestling, whatever. Uh, but yeah, I mean they're they're advancing the story. Tully's getting more involved with FTR. Adam Page is kind of floating around because you know he like Kenny is frustrated with his situation but is handling it in a different way so it kind of shows those contrasts between he and kenny uh so something's got to give with those guys uh we got a gauntlet match next week this is where they announced that they're gonna do a tag gauntlet ftr taking on three other tag teams potentially uh in a gauntlet style match uh, winner of the gauntlet takes on the champs at all out
1: yeah well i mean they've pretty much telegraphed this, and this is gonna be it's gonna be ftr that you would think so, but them.
0: but you know the, the AEW is not averse to uh to throwing a swerve on these kind of things to us.
1: Well, that much so, is sure,
0: and we'll get into that here coming up. We most certainly will. So hey, uh, look out for that. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if what the other three teams are what private party. Um, who else is in this match? The Bucks best and friends. Uh, and best friends. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised to see any of those three teams in a tag title match at a pay per view. So.
1: Uh, yeah, I think the thing is, is uh, the the other three teams have already had a shot and FTR has true. not. So.
0: true, but hey, slow burns are slow burns and they're, they're okay with doing it here. It seems, I mean, I would expect FTR to win, but you know, uh, they're going to, they might keep you guessing.
1: Uh, moving on to the fourth match of the evening, we have Darby Allen squashing the bejesus out of, uh, Will Hobbs.
0: Nice to see Will Hobbs on TV. Unfortunately, he's just jobbing, but Will Hobbs. Good, talented guy. Hope to see more of him. Did some stuff on Dynamite. Also got squashed by Orange Cassidy once on Dark. Uh, but a uh, good wrestler, and I hope to see more of him.
1: Uh, following that, Taz uh, assumes, a, you know, he a, a goes to a live mic out, out on the, the PA, and uh, we get Ricky Starks dressed Well, no, it was Darby. Darby.
0: What do you mean? <laughs> it was Darby, too. It was Arby Dallin.
1: So uh, yeah, that was uh, some good work by Ricky Starks, I gotta say.
0: Yeah, it was very. He was he was very fun, uh, coming out and like bringing the skateboard down to reveal himself, and then yeah, the beatdown and the uh, the promo he cut on on uh, on Darby after the beatdown. Absolute hot fire. fantastic, top notch stuff. No, uh, was, Ricky was... Starks is a guy to watch out for here on AEW.
1: Yeah, it was uh, it was really good stuff. I, I agree.
0: A hundred percent. So, yeah, he distracts Darby until Cage comes in. Cage beats him up. Starks pours water all over everybody to get the makeup off him and just cuts a great, great promo. Just a lot of intensity. It felt very personal. Uh, it just felt very angry, and it really worked.
1: Uh, somebody made a comment to me the other day is that Ricky Starks is everything that MJF thinks he is.
0: That is a really apt uh, observation. I think I agree.
1: All right. And uh, not the only uh, NWA r- recent NWA uh, personage that we're going to see tonight. Let's go. Um, following that into the commercial, we have Sammy Guevara and his uh, and his cue cards that
0: got hijacked by. Oh, well, he thought they were his cue cards, and then he's uh, uh, they start the, the the tone of the cue cards started changing, and he looked at the cue cards, and it turns out he's like, "Wait a second, this just says I'm going to get deleted. I didn't write that." Oh, wait, it's Matt Hardy yep, and Matt Hardy goes
1: and beats the shit out of,
0: which also talk about things that were impactful when they cut back from commercial. Uh, Matt really laid into Guevara. This is Sammy Guevara's receipt for busting Matt open for oh, sure. Yeah. And he had to take a absolutely brutal bump through the announcers' table. He yes, got he his did. shit. <laughs> yes, <cracked>. he did. <laughs> Like, hard-wrecked. And then uh, Matt tries to pull out that same chair that busted him open. Uh, Remsburg and some other refs stop him. But Matt's really fired up and did a great job, too. A no-mic promo. Uh, Just real raw stuff. Not a whole lot of character to it. It's very just Matt Hardy. And I thought it was great. I thought this really added a little fire to their rivalry. You know,
1: as much as I'm so over and done with Matt Hardy, that was actually a pretty decent segment.
0: Yeah, you know it was good.
1: Yeah, yeah. (laughs) <laughs> but you know what was better immediately following thunder fucking rosa
0: yeah thunder rosa they cut right to the end and they even say it they're gonna bring the belt up and everything nwa women's champion thunder rosa she's got her belt uh she announces that she is ready to challenge Ushida.
1: i mean that's three nwa recent nwa peeps on aew programming now
0: between yeah i'm pretty thunder sure rosa
1: and eddie kingston
0: yeah, I think the NWA thing's dead. To be honest with you, so well, <laughs> this makes sense. And, well, you know, there may I, be
1: several reasons for that. Several, absolutely several. several. And you know,
0: credit to the talent that was involved in the NWA revival, and credit to the production team because I thought their set design was really good too.
1: Yeah, I just hope that.
0: Uh, but management wise, eh.
1: uh, Jesus. Yeah, that that was a. Yeah, well, I mean, I mean, I mean, it's not going to affect Billy Corgan in any. Way.
0: No, he's fine. This was always a toy for him.
1: After that, we have our fifth match of the evening. It is the finals. Maybe of- The
0: Rock will buy it. <laughs> Just The Rock <laughs> buy, buys NWA. Oh my he's God. like, well, I'm buying dead sports properties, so uh, how about they'll take this one too? Yeah,
1: maybe. I mean, you know. That, that, that'll get him in the shit with Vince, but does he care? <laughs> Probably not. Probably not. I mean, he's bigger than Vince ever will be. But-
0: I mean, at this point, yeah, I mean, as far as, yeah, I'm, I'm guessing he doesn't have quite as much money yet, but it'll happen. Yeah.
1: Uh, anyway, uh, back to this, the women's tag team cup final, uh, in which, uh, the nightmare family of, uh, Brandy and Allie, Brandy Rhodes and Allie take on the and Diamante.
0: Um, I and Diamante, just a good tag team. They're they, just a good tag team.
1: They are a good tag team. team. I, I, I fully agree. They are a good tag team. I still think this would have been a better match with the Swoles versus, uh, Tay Conti and Anna Jay. I really think yeah. it would have been a better uh, match.
0: As far as it would have been a better match, absolutely. But they have a particular story that they want to tell with particular characters, and I understand that. Um, and, you know, I like seeing Diamante uh, on the TV, too. So, you know, to, not to take away from any of the talent involved in this, I thought Ali has done a really great job throughout this entire storyline and continues to do so. Um, you kind of see her like annoyance and frustration with Brandy kind of growing with every match. Um, yeah. and it's starting to affect their performance in a way that cost them this match. Uh, so I thought that was great. I yeah. thought that was well done. And then
1: what the fuck was the, why was QT Marshall getting on the, you know, w- w- once again, we're back to the wacky world heel face dynamics because why is, why is QT Marshall getting up on the apron to do a, uh, to do interference spot?
0: Well, they're heels, right? I mean, again, and and also, I mean, they're they're not very clear about it. Well, this is something that, that, you know, if we're going to, you know, analyze and talk about AEW, we have to understand that AEW doesn't do traditional face heel stuff. They just don't. It's not their goal. It's not what they want to do. And they've, you know, that's been stated from the company themselves, Uh, from Cody, from Tony Khan, from Kenny Omega. uh, They don't want to do traditional face heel dynamics. So this is what you get, you know? Yeah, stuff because, is different. It's just yeah, people trying to they, win matches.
1: Yeah, because they want to have, you know, they they, they want to be the bad guys, but they want to be cheered for it. So that's why. I mean, you know, it's
0: well. I, th- uh... I think I think MJF is an example of that. When we can circle back to like his promo, I think one of the things that's failing about it is that he's doing too much trying to make people laugh and also be a bad guy. And you have to just pick one if you're trying to present that particular character.
1: Yeah, I mean, Chris, I think with
0: this kind of stuff, I don't think it's a big deal because it's like people just doing stuff to win matches, whatever. Uh, And, you know, sometimes it works. Sometimes it backfires. In this case, it backfires. Uh, Lisa and Diamante are your Women's Tag Team Cup champions.
1: And that was a nice touch with them throwing the flowers down. Yeah, it was
0: great. Throwing the flowers down, grabbing the Puerto Rican and Cuban flags and uh, having a nice celebration. Medusa there. Uh, Great moment for them and uh, excited to see. What they do as far as having women tag, if they're going to turn this into a feud, what's going to happen here? Uh, it's interesting. Yeah, that, that uh, is
1: a thing. What, what, yeah, where do you go from here on this?
0: Well, I think the first thing, and I think the one thing that the t- the Women's Tag Team uh, Cup uh, should have done for AEW is show them that they have a very, very talented commentator in Vita Scott who they absolutely should keep on board and, um, and to their credit, they brought on. Uh, for and yes, She just got did do commentary for this match and did a great job again because she's been, in my opinion, since she's come on the show over the last month or so, she's been AEW's best commentator. Uh, I think they should absolutely keep her on. My dream team is a three man booth with Shivani, Taz and Vita. I think that's who you should keep going forward. Sorry, Excalibur, love you, but I just feel like that's the team. That's they've they've you know Taz and Vita have been great on Dark and on the Women's Cup together. Uh, Shivani's been great with them too. So just do that, run it.
1: Okay, uh, you know, bring on Jericho occasionally because he's good. Him yeah, and no, Shivani are, are I think. I think the
0: thing together. is, you know, having having wrestlers rotate in is super important. Like, you know, if I were booking a wrestling show, my commentary booth would have two consistent people and then one rotating chair of active wrestlers. Okay. I think that's the best way to do it if you're gonna do it. Um gives it gives people more chances to get some work in on that. It lets the fans get to know wrestlers beyond just their in-ring stuff. Um, and lets people get better and and get some practice in an, an important skill. So they should do ha- active wrestlers on the show more, but if you're gonna have a three person booth, I absolutely think Vita Scott should be involved in it every week.
1: Uh, yeah, you know what? Uh, she did really great and uh, yeah, uh, also I, big I, I,
0: shout I, out I, to Shaw Guerrero, who did a quite good job as a ring announcer. She did that as well. Yes, she did. And she's young. she hasn't been doing this very long, and she's already showing a lot of promise there.
1: So yeah, this was a fun little three-week program, uh, so you know yeah. sub sub program. But I mean, yeah, where do you go from here with this?
0: I, I hope we see more. Or you know, I mean, obviously you have a lot of talented women that you brought in from this. You know, you still have uh, uh, Cameron, uh, Ariane, Andrew. For those that don't didn't know Cameron in WWE, uh, you know we the aforementioned Tay Conti and Anna Jay and Rashaad Chanel and uh, just everyone you brought in. So I hope they keep a lot of this talent around, and I hope we see that uh, at least at the very least expand the women's division with it.
1: With that, we go to our main event of the evening for the TNT Championship: Cody Rose defending against Brody Lee. This was totally not the match I was expecting.
0: No, it wasn't. And boy, was I pleasantly surprised, Jeff. Uh, This, you know, for what we expect week to week, uh, you know, a great performance. Cody puts the guy over, gets him a rub while still winning the match. With this match, what I would have expected is an early Brody advantage leading to a really strong, interesting Cody comeback. And Cody barely getting the win by the skin of his teeth or maybe some sort of dusty finish or some way for Cody to retain the title while Brody still looks strong. Oh, boy, was I wrong. No, that was definitely not what we got. (laughs) That is not what we got. Brody immediately just starts kicking the shit out of Cody. Uh, Outside the ring, he throws him over the guardrail, pulls an entire guardrail section down. Just yeah. pushes the whole thing over, throws a few chairs, just beats the shit out of Cody, like to a real, real like fine pulp, uh, uh, and uh, gets him back in the ring. A few power bombs and a one-two-three count, and Brody Lee is your new fucking TNT champion. Yeah, Cody got squashed. Cody got his Cody ass got kicked. Fucking squashed. Who? Cody is? took a squash on a Saturday night. Who? Who saw that one coming? Not a whole lot of people. And this is where, you know, we talk earlier about AEW not having a problem subverting our expectations. And I got to say that this was a, a really well executed uh, instance of that.
1: So, yeah, um, Bree Lee is now the second all time TNT champion
0: and he um, wasn't finished, but there was some, still some time left on the on the broadcast. So there was. Shivani goes to interview Brody Lee. Brody says it's people like you and it's executives and it's suits who kept held me back throughout my entire career. But I'm here now. I'm in charge, and I'll get the hell out of my ring.
1: Yeah, uh, this this beatdown went on maybe longer than it should have, and I think we I We, 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 we I, had I some really.
0: I could have watched it for another hour. Uh, I yeah, I got to tell you, this is one of my favorite segments that's happened since Dynamite started. I thought well, it was phenomenal. You I, I, I said
1: it was a little long. I, I didn't say it was bad. It went a little long. And, and you yourself said you thought off air that uh, there, there were some pacing issues. with
0: the show. Pacing issues with the show itself. But that's why I wanted to get to that. So the show presented itself as a little bit of an, an under-the-radar Dynamite event, right? Like it kind of before this moment was a pretty like boilerplate dynamite show. Pretty heavy on like the uh, the multi man matches, the promo segments, the old school kind of feel to it, just so they could pay this off at the end with an absolutely tremendous moment. Um, you know, Cody taking one of the worst beatdowns he's taken since this show started. Uh, the entire Dark Order get involved. They kick Arn Anderson's ass,
1: and really Um, the entire Dark Order, including including Anna J.
0: Well, that's what I want. So yeah, we we want to get to that. Um. Yeah, so so Arn gets takes a beating. Uh, Cody's getting stretchered out with a neck brace, in the whole nine. He's really they're selling the whole thing. Uh, the Dark Order even restrains the referees. They kick the referees out to the back. They gra- and then what I really liked about the uh, the stretcher segment is you know, normally, and I think our WWE brains have people conditioned that when you're going to do like push somebody off a stretcher or one of those deals, it's going to be like one of those really big production moments, like where you wheel him off the side of the thing, you do some really big thing. And no, they just took him over and just dumped his ass right over back onto the stairs. It's yeah. very nonchalantly. And I thought that was really good execution there. Just a subtle thing. Um, and you know, just really beat him down. Brandy comes out to cover up Cody and say, no more, no more. And uh, Anna Jay comes out and fucking rear naked chokes Brandy off of him. It was so good. It, it was good. It was good. It was really great. Um, I thought the whole thing was executed perfectly. I thought this is the best they made I mean, obviously, this is like really Dark Order is here now. Uh, so th- I thought this was fantastic.
1: Right, And, and, and finally, it, it's good that they gave Brody Lee this title because it, now the whole Brody Lee thing makes sense.
0: Yes, and, it was, and the playoff was always going to come. Uh, we were, you know, as fans, had to be willing to be patient, but they really paid us off here. They paid this Dark Order thing off, and they also paid the old belt thing off, which, you know, last week we were yes. like, why the hell does he have the old belt? We talked about, like, oh, he's just going to grab the old belt. Okay, yeah. I guess he's got the yeah, old belt. He beat him Well, it turns out that the whole point was to crush it up and then hit him in the fucking head with it. <laughs> <laughs> he just bashed Cody over the head with a sack full of broken belt. Yeah, exactly. It, it totally, just wonderful. It was, and then dumps over the shards of broken belt and uh, has the new belt, and that's your moment uh, with Brody with his hand raised with the new belt, and uh, hell of a show, hell of a finish to a show.
1: Yeah, that that was a good, very good finish. I, yes. I, I agree, and it, again, it makes sense now, you know, because you know the 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 Brody Lee character as such has to have some sort of title. You know, to for yes. it to make s- full sense, they tried that with well, the, you know with with him stealing the belt from Mox, which okay, it was fun, but you know, yeah, it had
0: a, it had a moment. And belt theft is a very classic wrestling angle. It is. That I'm, always gonna have t- that, that I'm kind of tired of, but it's, t- it's I mean, classic. the title was going to have to get paid off eventually. Uh, again, I was surprised it happened tonight, but I think we got some really interesting stuff happening. I'm guessing it sets up a rematch for All Out, but we'll see. Oh, you, you totally know that they're going to do a rematch at All Out. Would be you, my you assumption. Totally. But, know. Uh, I, you know, that's something that we have to look forward to. I'm sure we'll hear more about it by next Thursday or even in between somewhere online. So yeah. uh, I guess watch the uh, the social media sphere for that, and maybe Cody will have some good posts this week. <laughs> Hey and man, so... we had a. This was a good moment. I, allow me to think wishfully. Ah, <laughs> oh, jeez. Um, do we
1: need to do pros and cons?
0: Uh, yeah, I'll do some pros and cons. All
1: right, Yeah, right, give me some pros and cons.
0: I'll give you some pros and cons. Pros. Uh, Dash Wilder or Cash Wheeler's pectoral muscles. <laughs> um, I'll, uh, eighty gallons of mimosa. Um,
1: and $140 with a
0: pudding. <laughs> <laughs> um, exalted champions, uh, and Vita Scott, uh, cons Tony, obviously, uh, Tony, Tony Khan.
1: Oh, that Tony.
0: Cause he's a you know get, okay. Anyways, um, that didn't land. Oh, oh my um,
1: yeah, Okay. Da, yeah, e-a, yeah, e-a,
0: you know,
1: we made that joke so long ago that like,
0: I know, but I'm bringing it, it back. I don't care. It, you know, <laughs> I don't care. I'm bringing it back. Uh, so yeah, ton- cons Tony, um, inconsequential bell to bell wrestling for, for some fits and starts um, MJF stuff. Didn't land um, disrespect to uh, mine and your president, Fidel Castro. Uh, won't stand for that, of course. Um, and that's about it. All right.
1: I don't feel like doing pros and cons.
0: All right. So I've a... <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, cons, uh, hospitals, they suck. I, I never want to be in another one again. Fair. Uh, so with that, uh, Paul, go ahead and plug yourself.
0: All right, I'm still on Twitter, at ThickFlareTtv. You can follow me on Twitch at twitch.tv slash thickflare, where we are coming back sometime in early September. So follow now and be ready for that. Um, and I think that's about it.
1: Uh, you can find me at StrongStyleStory without the E in style on Twitter, my personal Twitter, at GDWessel um two s is one l uh obviously uh since i was in a hospital most of the week uh i did not get around to doing strong style story like i wanted to and i was supposed to do it today but then something else came up um out of my control so
0: we love when things come up you know we just love circumstances that are out of our control
1: so i think uh i think chris and i are finally gonna do it tomorrow wonderful i think so we're finally going to get to a uh, strong you know uh, a strong style story episode so we can cover the uh the 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 run up to uh the the big Meiji Jingu Stadium show. Um I did notice that through the week that um Worldcast did not ever drop their final episode like they were supposed to. Oh wow. So I guess we're still waiting for that. Maybe they were being kind because I knew I couldn't listen to it.
0: It's a swerve, bro. <laughs>
1: But, uh, yeah, so stay tuned for that uh, here on on this here uh, PWOM podcasting network. Uh, So, yeah, uh, Paul, any final words? Um,
0: Pee-pee-poo-poo. That's my final word. Given what I was dealing with the whole week... uh... (laughs) (laughs) Well, let's see, it's more apt than I even thought. Oh, Jesus. You know what?
1: (laughs) So, uh, just to reiterate, I don't know if we're... Dynamite's not on until Thursday this coming week. I yes. don't know if we're actually going to do it on.
0: So that's why you got to follow us on social media to find out.
1: Yeah, I, we, we may put it off uh, till the weekend because I, I just don't know.
0: <laughs> Folks, that's how, that's how you uh, tease it out. It's called uncertainty for a good reason. Follow us on social media. You never know. You might get a podcast episode on Thursday. You might not.
1: We'll find out next week. See you then.